Now, back to Waitley. On Tuesdays, we reach across the divide between Melbourne and Sydney. It's a cultural divide. It's a sporting divide. It's a lifestyle divide. Sometimes we find ourselves bitterly opposed and others united. We are united in the glow around Australian cricket. And I do just want to explore the spectacular coup in Australian rugby, which is obviously much bigger news in New South Wales and Queensland than it has been in Victoria. But it is quite the study of a sport that uh, manages to well, there's a bit of a count here after after a failed strategy is probably the most polite way to put it. We do this with Andrew Voss, who is the voice of rugby league, and he is the host of SEN Breakfast in Sydney. Hello, dear Vossy. Good morning, Jared. We are united. Well done on the call. Loved it. Um, how good was it to talk to Barat? He was still at the ground. Yeah. <laughs> we had him on our breakfast show. He was still there about four and a half hours later, still at the ground with the lights still on. What sort of glow do you detect around it as it felt like one of the great cricket accomplishments of our lifetime? Yeah, I think people have, um, I I think the assessment straight away was, you know, you can make grandiose statements, can't you, after you've just seen a a grand final or an innings, you you say, oh, that one's one of the best of all time. But even when the dust settled some 24 hours on, people were still sort of rubbing their chin going, boy, I can't think of a better win. Um, Certainly in coloured clothing, Crash Craddock, I think, got it right straight away. And then strategically, I'm calling um, I'm calling one of the great wins in any sport for Australia, tactically. Uh, I, I just think so good. The 22 bowling changes, the, yeah. the, the little cameos of Mitch Marsh and Travis Head, the, the restriction of the boundaries, the magnificent fielding that backed it up. No, from every angle, we have experienced witnessed, listened to one of the great moments in Australian sport in my book. I think for Pat Cummins in particular, is I guess we get to live this in real time with public reaction on various topics and mm, he'd true. been labelled a, a woke captain and hadn't there was a portion of the community that wanted to hold out against him because he was prepared to uh, to lead, to to have a say in real life as well as just in sport. On the sporting front though is he surely has um, silenced any of the questions around his his captaincy, his tactical nous, and maybe this is the ascension to the level that I think he he's owed, which is a a, a feeling of loyalty and and love towards him. I think he's a great Australian leader. Yeah, well, it, it, look, first and foremost, and across any sport, you know, I've, I've banged that on the, against the wall about this. Winning cue is everything. Like winning. Like winning makes you feel good for a start, so it's very hard to you know hop on your high horse and criticise when someone is winning. But to win in such emphatic fashion and the breakdown Pat Cummins' performance as captain in a ODI where there's a lot happening, and as I just mentioned, you know, 22 bowling changes, and for him to bowl so damn flawlessly, um, the 10 overs, the no boundaries is is as good as it gets. Could you could you imagine better from a captain? I mean, if a, if there was a... I, I don't know whether a batting captain could boast what Pat Cummins achieved the other night because the batsman does his job in a separate innings and then goes out and doesn't have the responsibility of bowling. But but not so for Pat Cummins. And then you think back to the semi-final. I mean, he, he got us across the line with the bat as well. So Pat Cummins' captain, contributor... Um, I'm going to score him in the World Cup 99 out of 100. Yeah. 
Um, and I don't know what I've taken the one off for. <laughs> it might have been the first two games somewhere. But, you know, the, he has to be acknowledged. You, you, if you've been a criticiser, if you've, if you've dissected in the negative previously, then put your cue in the rack and give credit where it's due. Otherwise, your opinion cannot be taken seriously from this day on. We had a suggestion yesterday around uh, the ticker tape parade for an, a triumphant Ooh. returning team for the, the town hall reception. Um, we, we think that belongs in Melbourne. Did you did you want to claim it in Sydney? Oh, oh, hang on. Hey, 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 hang on. <laughs> Pat Cummins is a Penrith boy. <laughs> Look, um, they deserve something. They deserve something somewhere. Uh, I'm not going to get in, into an argument about it. They Look, if Anastasia Palaget can declare we need to build statues for the Matildas when they finish fourth at the World Cup, well, then the very least we can do is one ticker tape parade. I don't know how you coordinate across all the states. I will concede. I'm not in, I'm a lover, not a fighter this time of year, Jared. It's late yep, in the yep. year. <laughs> I don't want to get into spats with you. We may be the sporting capital, as in Sydney, but Melbourne can have the ticker tape parade. <laughs> Good stuff, Mossy. Hey, I wanted to ask you about the spectacular coup at Rugby Australia. So my first position is I admire this. Hamish McLennan missed his cues. He yes. should have resigned yes. after the Eddie Jones fiasco. He was culpable and accountable for it, but he yes. took the position of, no, I'm still the best person for the job. And the only people who had any control over that were the states, and typically they wilt. And he, oh, well, he says he's the best person for the job. We don't have the stomach for it. And on Sunday night, rugby had the stomach for it. They rolled the man who shouldn't be the leader anymore on the strict grounds of this was your strategy. It failed. You're accountable. A bit like the Optus CEO. You can't go on. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a stink about Australian rugby, if I can put it in those sort of almost crass terms. I mean, uh, it's been a PR disaster. It's been an on-the-field disaster. It's been an off-field disaster. The, the, the most rusted-on rugby union fan, and we, we obviously in Sydney have more contact than you would in Melbourne, haven't come up with a positive. from the Like, it just feels like it in not just a wasted year, Gone back a hundred paces, wasted year. So if there's no casualty at the top, then what the hell were they doing? What I found funny was that having speared him, the chairman, they then offered him a position on yes, the board, yeah, yeah. which is just which which made me think. Well, hang on a second. I'm not sure whether I have faith in your vision. And then in the last 24 hours, to then come out and say that we're going to have a high performance. Oh, just shake around in the background and get that back Uh, because rugby is just at a a remarkable phase after the botched World Cup, Eddie Jones, the Zoom meeting with Japan. Now the chairman has been rolled. (laughs) That, yeah, that that quirky moment where they offered. So, Vossi, you're just in full steam in the the past 24 hours they've announced. They have announced that they will appoint, this is the direction they want to go, appoint a high-performance director who will then in turn select the Wallaby coach and the Wallaby coach will be answerable to that person. Now, I'm saying if, that, if, they, believe, if they really believe that's the way forward right now, I'm saying they're the length of the Flemington Strait and then some away from, from logical advancement in this sporting 
in professional sport, I, I can't believe that you would find a Wallaby coach selected. It's almost like a buck pass to a high-performance director. The, the simple man listening to our show this morning basically made the point, and I say that figuratively, well, why not make the high-performance director the coach? <laughs> like, if that person is so eminently qualified, then that's your coach. If there's someone you know, better qualified than that person. So I, I just think rugby remains a basket case despite the change of a chairman, um, and they have to prove otherwise to the sporting public, not just the rugby fans, but the other, the other sporting fans in the country at the moment. They're not even laughing at rugby at the moment. They just raise their eyebrows and move on and get on with their life. Rugby yeah. is not important at the moment to the rank and file. Yep, they have a lot to work through. Terrific, Vossi. Good man. Uh, we'll reach across the divide next week. I mean that. We are still the, the capital, the sporting capital, Sydney. We've got the Australian captain, Pat Cummins, Penrith boy. I, could, I talk about it. I, now, back to you, Jared. It's your show. I'm letting that pass. I'm letting that pass. Andrew Voss hosts SEN Breakfast in Sydney. Uh, flight Centre's big red sale is on with limited time offers on flights, cruises, holidays and tours. Book now to save big. Here's Nathan in the newsroom.